0: Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brittany. I'm Diana. And this is episode 21. Today, we'll be reviewing season four, episode seven and eight of The Walking Dead with the lens of discovery. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brittany? I'm doing so well. I had a whole week off of work, and I just feel so loved and recharged and... Just very lucky and then also kind of sad because we have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: That's the same for me. <laughs> I did some painting. Yes. And it was so much work, but it looks really nice. So I'm really happy about that. It looks incredible. Good Thank job. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, now for our recaps. Season 4, Episode 7, Dead Weight. To make a boring, long-winded story short, Philip, Megan, Tara, and Lily are welcomed into Martinez's new camp, but Philip ends up killing Martinez and Pete, (laughs) then taking over Shocker. He then sees Michonne and Herschel and points his gun at them, unseen by them.
1: Season 4, Episode 8, Too Far Gone. So, as I previously mentioned, this is my favorite episode because Mm -hmm. so much happens. The evil, maniacal Philip arrives at the prison with firepower, a tank, an army, persuaded through lies, and hostages, Herschel and Michonne. He gives Rick an ultimatum, leave the prison and you can live. But Rick says they aren't leaving, but gives an impassioned speech and says they can all live together. Philip hates the idea and decapitates Herschel, which is so shocking and heartbreaking. An epic battle begins, and along with Herschel dying, Philip dies at the hands of both Michonne and Lily. Megan dies along with Mitch and Elisa. Everyone at the prison scatters and escapes. Rick and Carl look for Judith but can't find her and think she is dead. They leave the prison together as it is overrun with walkers. Okay, so our theme is discovery. And we discover that Philip doesn't like being called the governor. And he doesn't want to be the leader, which I find confusing. He wants people to follow him. He wants to make the decisions. And he leads people. I don't get it, but he is a psychopath, so who can really understand? He kills Martinez because Martinez shows weakness by saying he doesn't know if he can keep everyone safe and that they can share the leadership role. And this is when you see Philip change in an instant and immediately kill Martinez, feeding him to the walkers while saying he doesn't want it, Mm -hmm. meaning being a leader. Then he doesn't like Pete's leadership and kills him too. And then goes after the prison as the leader of the group. In the end, he dies disgraced because he is unable to protect the people he promised he would. That's very true, Diana. And to
0: (laughs) add on to Philip, as we call him, I guess that's his name. You know, I'm discovering that he's emotionally abusive. And I guess Lily began to discover this, too. I know that he has three names, too, but we know the real one, and that's the one I'm using because the psycho doesn't deserve the extra breath. Anyway, we know that manipulation is Philip's forte, right? Like, he is no stranger to pandering to people's basic needs and desires. He has a gift for instinctively knowing how to read people and how to work them. With Lily, he abruptly tries to get them to leave Martinez's camp, and she's, of course, questioning him. She's asking all these questions, trying to make sense of this because she's finally found a place where she feels safe. Philip brushes her off and says, do you trust me? And when she says yes, he pretty much tells her to just do what he says then, meaning If she trusts him, she shouldn't need any type of explanation. However, that's not how love or trust works in my mind. Just because you love someone or something doesn't mean you can't be critical of it or you can't question it. I trust my boyfriend and I trust my parents, but I still need explanations from them in many instances. I don't just blindly agree with everything they say and defend everything they do. And that's why sometimes I don't always love Rick or try to defend him sometimes the people we love, they do wrong and that's okay. Men like Philip, however, they don't want to be bothered to give explanations. They're megalomaniacs who believe they're always right, overestimating their importance, and everyone should simply agree with them. Kind of like our president. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what Philip has always needed from the women in his life and the people under his command, a blind following. Later on, Lily tells him that she doesn't think they need to take this prison if it means killing other people. And Philip tells her to think of Megan, using Lily's daughter as a way to guilt her into agreeing with him. If Philip is thinking of Megan and this is the best option for her safety, then how could Lily even argue against it? At this point, I think Lily has discovered that Philip is not the man she thought he was, obviously. But what a shocker, right? You only met him about two days ago, but okay, sure. So I think the proposal contestant should watch this episode, and they'll learn a lot.
1: <laughs> I like that comparison, Brittany. I haven't seen the proposal, but from what you told me, this is perfect. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Okay, so I saw the theme of discovery with Herschel. Herschel's discovery of good and evil. Herschel and Michonne are captured by Philip, and Herschel questions him about his motives, and Philip says he wants the prison. Herschel tries to convince him that they can live together, and brings up that he has noticed a change in Philip, and that there's been one in Rick too. Philip discounts the notion, and Herschel says, we can find a way. And Philip yells, I found a way. You get to live, and I get to be. Herschel tells him, you want the prison, but my daughters are there. This is who you would be hurting. If you understand what it is like to have a daughter, how can you threaten someone else's? Then Philip says, because they aren't mine. What an evil jerk! Mm -hmm. He only cares about how he feels and who he cares for and not for any other human being. When Philip arrives at the prison, he gives Rick an ultimatum to leave the prison or he will kill Herschel and Michonne. A frustrated Philip holds a katana to Herschel's neck as Rick tirelessly tries to negotiate a plan for all of them to live together. Rick tells everyone they could still peacefully live together and resolve their differences, just as Herschel previously stated. Right then, Herschel smiles because he realizes that Rick has found what he lost. Rick continues about how they can change, and Philip, under his breath, calls Rick a liar and swings the katana at Herschel's neck, partially decapitating him, and then finds him later to finish the job with such contempt. It was such a heartbreaking episode. I think Herschel came to the realization of his fate and discovered peace in knowing he affected Rick and that his girls would be okay being with him. Don't we all hope to inspire others or affect change in a positive light? I hope in some way that I can do the same in my lifetime.
0: You already have. Aww. <laughs> you have. I think you have. You have Thank three you, great Brittany. boys and yeah. you're an awesome co-worker. Thank you. I did want to tell you, and I'm sure you noticed this too, but remember in the beginning of the episode when they saw the decapitated guy with the liar sign on him? Yes. I felt like that re-watching it,
1: I was like, oh my God, that was
0: a premonition for what
1: mm-hmm. was going to happen.
0: That's so sad.
1: Yeah well I remember when I first saw that too I said why did they have those on what do those mean mm-hmm. what do those mean but I don't know when that happened to Herschel I don't know if I thought about that I only thought about it now that we're rewatching them right. again mm-hmm. that's just something that stuck out to me I was
0: yeah. like wow
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's oh, horrible Okay, Brittany, what else did you notice in these episodes?
0: I noticed a few things. So first, the actresses who played Alicia and Lily also star in CW's Arrow TV show as Dinah Drake and Lila Diggle, Mm. which is so funny. I just love that... I love the show, and it's so fun to re-watch and now recognize actors who were not as well-known. And maybe they still aren't to some people who don't watch shows like that, but it's funny for me to look back and recognize them and say, hey, they started yeah. this together before they were in this yeah. show together. So uh-huh. that's really fun to me. Also, Lily and Tara do not look like sisters at all. Lily looks like Maggie's long-lost sister. (laughs) Let me just... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also just want to point out that Philip has an awful wig in Too Far Gone. His whole outfit just made me laugh. He has an ombre black to charcoal to light gray leather jacket on. I was almost looking for the fringe and the tassel. And I know it was such a phenomenal episode and it was full of serious moments, but it was, in that moment, it was difficult for me to take them seriously just because I was looking at that whole picture. And then lastly, it's just always bothered me how many bullets they use and how scarcely they ever shoot someone. And they always talk about being low on ammo and or needing to conserve their bullets and then they go guns a-blazing without injuring people or just like a few like three people i don't know it just really bothers me
1: (laughs) they did have a lot of guns and they did run out of ammo right (laughs) (laughs) okay so i want to continue talking about the battle. So when Philip cuts Herschel's neck, all hell breaks loose, right? Rick yells, no, and shoots. And then Carl is the first to shoot from the fence. And everyone follows as Beth and Maggie scream for their father. Michonne escapes. Tara realizes she is on the wrong team and refuses to fight. As the prison group runs out of firepower, because they've been (laughs) shooting up a storm, like Brittany said. Uh, Maggie and Beth run to the bus, which is the prison group's escape plan. But Maggie must get Glenn first, and Beth says she will wait. But Maggie says, no, you have a job to do, just like her daddy always said. But when Maggie returns, Beth has gone to look for Judith. Daryl continues to battle against the militia and throws a grenade down the tank. Walkers continue to be drawn in by the gunfire. The bus leaves with us not knowing who is on that bus. Mm -hmm. And Daryl and Beth leave on foot together.
0: I really like that moment when Tara realizes that he's bad. She tells Felicia, that guy just chopped his head off. And she's like, nope, I'm out. I know. (laughs) I felt like that was so real. Like anyone who, any normal person who saw that would be like, oh, I don't want to
1: do
0: this. So I thought that was great. It was. It is.
1: I also want to bring up who lets their little girl play by themselves on the ground (laughs) while you are out high up on a motorhome. I mean, she can easily be attacked by a walker. Duh! And you are so distracted by a lone walker across the river and don't pay attention to what is happening with her right there. Mm -hmm. It is so predictable. Lily doesn't pay attention to Megan, and Megan is attacked and bitten. And when Lily brings Megan to the governor... She sees what Philip has done as she holds her little girl. And then Philip sees them and grabs Megan and he shoots her. hmm Which I was so glad that Lily witnessed everything that he did. Right. Very important. Okay, we are at our segment of why we love Rick. Brittany, why do you love Rick?
0: I loved when Rick told the people that were with Philip... He says, Look, I fought him before and after, we took in his old friends. They've become leaders in what we have here. Now, you put down your weapons, walk through those gates, you're one of us. We let go of all of it, and nobody dies. Everyone who's alive right now, everyone who's made it this far, we've all done the worst kinds of things just to stay alive, but we can still come back. We're not too far gone. We get to come back. I know we can all change. Herschel smiled at him right before he died, and it was this look of, like, pride, satisfaction, and love. And I felt proud, too, watching Rick be such a wonderful leader, even if it couldn't have been reciprocated by Philip.
1: Why do you love Rick? I love Rick because of everything that you just said. (laughs) He tries so hard to negotiate with the governor slash Philip (laughs) because he doesn't want any of his people to die. He is so willing to put aside... All that has happened to save them. He tells the governor to release Michonne and Herschel because he is there, so basically putting himself up in their place. Also, after the battle, when he is so bloody and beaten that he can barely stand, and he is looking for Carl, yelling, Carl! <laughs> Carl! <laughs> He finally sees him and grabs him and hugs him and they are looking for Judith only to find a bloody carrier and they both break down and cry after Carl repeatedly shoots a walker to release all his pain and grief. I couldn't help but think that by them thinking they just lost Judith, it was not only a loss of a daughter and a sister, but also the loss of the connection that they had with Lori. And it was just a heartbreaking moment. But with Rick still in parent mode, he tells Carl they have to leave. And with all their strength, they make it out of the Walkerfield prison. As Carl turns to look back, Rick tells him not to and to keep on going. Okay, Brittany, what are you currently watching? So for
0: TV, I watched Marvel's Runaways. It's a TV show about kids who find out that their parents are into some crazy cult-like shit, so they eventually <clears throat> band together and, you guessed it, run away. <laughs> um it's okay it's not like as good as all the rest of the marvel stuff that's out there but i enjoyed it for movies i watched tau so gary oldman ed Skrine, and Maika Monroe star in this sci-fi thriller and basically this woman is kidnapped and held captive in this smart prison controlled by tau who one reviewer called an evil alexa (laughs) (laughs) so i looked up the film afterwards and critics hated it but oh well i thought it was pretty interesting to watch her escape but if you're gonna watch just know most people rated it one out of five stars wow okay Mm. all right but i also watched adrift and this is based on the true story of tammy oldham ashcraft who was stranded at sea for 41 days Her and her fiancé were headed to San Diego from Tahiti, and she's actually from San Diego, but they were on a 44-foot sailboat and got trapped in this deadly hurricane. I don't know what the reviewer said about this film yet because I haven't looked it up, but I adore Shailene Woodley. Like, I've always loved her, even since her cringy, embarrassing Secret Life of American Teenager TV show. And I think she's an incredible actress and person off screen too, with all of her activism, so I really like her. Anyway. This film is shocking, heartbreaking and surreal. I feel like we always distance ourselves from stories like this, but the important thing to know is that this can happen to anyone, and it really shows you what you would do to survive and make it through. So, I recommend that. I also watched Will You Be My Neighbor? One of our co-workers told me to watch it, and oh my gosh, this movie made me cry. Oh, oh it was so powerful and just so much truth embedded into it. I forgot how quietly radical Mr. Rogers seemed to some people. He gave children such great lessons and not in a condescending or dismissive way, acting like he's so much smarter than them. He always talked to us like we were on the same level, which I really appreciate. I cried multiple times throughout the film and it just made me appreciate him not only for his content, but for him as a whole person too. Mm. I also watched The Mouse. So this has like a Bosnian girlfriend and German boyfriend. They're stuck in the woods and they get help from two Serbian men. Who the Girlfriend does not trust because it's set in the 1990s after the Serbian Wars and it was really, really intense. Like, it was just so much ethno-hatred going on. The movie can be slow at times, but I thought it was really good. So, definitely check it out. I mean, it's foreign, so you put the subtitles on too. Mm. I watched Fahrenheit 451. So, it's based on Ray Bradbury's novel of the same name. It's a sci-fi about a world that doesn't allow books or that type of knowledge and ironically even though i love michael b jordan i enjoyed the book way better than the film sometimes books just allow for more intriguing and open environment and it's the same with the harry potter books and movies don't get me wrong i love the movies but there's all there's also so much the movies don't highlight that you really get to experience in the books it's, it's just more of a richer, packed material and mode. And sometimes film can just be limiting in that mm-hmm. way. That's all. I also watched Caliber. I can't really tell you the plot of this film, but basically it's a trip gone wrong. Mm. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say because it's, I, it, I'll, I'll give away too much if I say what actually happens, but it's intense and it's painful to watch the characters navigate the aftermath of what goes wrong.
1: Is that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay.
0: I also watched Ant Man and the Wasp. I loved Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lily's chemistry in this movie. I like them. I love yeah. Evangeline Lily. I like do too. I love her. She's gorgeous. She She's is. just like, oh my God, I love her. And I'm I missed lost. her. Yeah, I, I haven't seen her in anything for in a while. So I just, yeah. you know, I mean, it was great to see her. Anyway, like all Marvel films, it was funny, touching, and held a great storyline about characters that you really care about. So
1: go watch it.
0: Awesome. Okay, Diana, what are you watching?
1: So, I want to say first that um, since it was 4th of July, all my TV shows weren't on. So, I was really bummed. I'm like, oh. So, I did watch a few more movies than I normally do. Mm -hmm. So, I watched A Star is Born, the 1976 version with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And they have immense chemistry in this movie. And Streisand's voice is incredible and Christofferson has sex appeal that does not quit. Seen this movie as a kid and had the albums, yes, albums, (laughs) listened to it over and over again. Anyway, I watched the film and I loved it all over again and I cried. I love tragic love stories and that is what this is. Plus, it is such great music. So it was a win-win for me. And with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's version coming out in October, I am curious to see it and wondering. I'm hoping that I see it as a separate movie because after watching Streisand and Christopherson, I'm thinking, oh, my God, nobody can touch you guys. Right. But hopefully it just kind of has its own thing about it. Like an
0: original kind of remake. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping so. It's own twist. Yeah. And um, I actually saw The Last Jedi on Netflix also. And Jedi Master Luke Skywalker reluctantly guides Rey in the ways of the Force while General Leia prepares a resistance for battle against the First Order. I am not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I have to say I really enjoyed this film. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) i also watch gerald's game on netflix a psychological horror film based on stephen king's novel by the same name a husband and wife played by carla gugino i don't know if i'm saying her name properly yeah that's right okay and bruce greenwood go she's beautiful by the way i just want to say that she's gold yeah Yeah, she's just so beautiful. Okay, so they go to an isolated lake house to rekindle their love life, but a sex game goes awry and he dies of a heart attack and she finds herself handcuffed to a bed trying to figure out how to survive. Panic hallucinations and dark secrets it is great performance by gagino and movie kept me on my toes so i would recommend it actually she got kudos for this movie oh she did good were saying it it you know she deserved uh to be recognized and Mm -hmm. they felt that she was that wherever it played it played at some film festival that the audience stood up and cheered Mm. so it was good I also saw Set It Up on Netflix. It's a romantic comedy with Zoe Deutsch, who is Leah Thompson's daughter. Yes, that's so cool. (laughs) It is cool. And Glenn Powell, who are assistants to two high-demanding bosses and set them up to date to relieve their workload. And it's a cute movie. And I think you saw this too, right, Brittany? My favorite part was when she said when
0: they were going to the baseball game and he Mm -hmm. was like, what are you wearing? She goes, going to a baseball game. She's like, what are you wearing? You're wearing a suit. He's like, I don't play the game. I'm not a player so I'm not going to wear the jersey. And she's (laughs) like i just loved how passionate she was about sports because yeah. it kind of reminded me of me yeah and yeah. i just i really loved her and i connected to uh-huh. her i was like wow she's so funny like that's what i would say to someone who wears a suit to a baseball game
1: yeah <laughs> I just that's so, was funny. so funny that's cute anyways um i also saw a girl's trip and i thought it was watchable and funny at times but it was also predictable who's in that it's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith oh, and oh, Tiffany Haddish and mm-hmm. um, Queen Latifah and Regina Hall. Um, and I also saw 1922, uh, based on another Stephen King, <laughs> basically a husband convinces his son to help kill his wife after killing her. They are both haunted by the act. So really disturbing. Yeah. But you know what? I You know why I watch it? Because it was Stephen King. Right. Just like the other one. Oh, yeah.
0: It's always super
1: interesting. It's <laughs> always
0: know. like a good twist or something. It always keeps you captivated. Yeah. Like, he's not boring.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. like, well, hopefully the people that are taking his book and making it mm-hmm. are good. So, But that's why I watched Gerald's Game. That's what made me watch it. Well, also because she was in it and I like her. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I'm going to give this a shot. And I, that was a really pretty good movie. So I'll have to check it out. Okay, so we are at the segment, and the award goes to... So, Brittany, who does your award go to?
0: Mine goes to Lizzie. (laughs) Okay, so she headshots Alicia. Oh, my God. I was so torn at this moment because she was protecting Tyrese, so I was like, okay, good. And she was also doing what Carol taught her, to defend herself and to be strong. However, I was like, an effing headshot? (laughs) What? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, damn, I
1: need weapons training from Carol. No. It was really good. It was crazy. But what does your award go to? I would say Michonne for Mm -hmm. finally getting the Governor (laughs) Philip. Rick is almost strangled to death by Philip, governor. God, I never know what to call him. But I'm never going to have to talk about him again. Anyways, and Michonne stabs him through the chest and he falls to the ground. And she looks at him and leaves him to suffer. But Lily finds him and shoots him dead. Yes! Love that these two women were able to get him. And I just also want to say... Goodbye to Herschel. (laughs) I will miss you. And Scott Wilson, you did a phenomenal job portraying this awesome character. Very true. That's our show. Thanks for
0: tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and
1: gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday. Next show will be on season four, episodes nine and ten. You can find our blog at the link listed in our description. See you next time. Bye.